0: Whether you've taught for two days or 20 years, you've hit the same conundrum. How do we help youth foster a sense of personal responsibility? How do we inspire intrinsic, not just extrinsic motivation? In other words, how do you help young people care about the things we think matter and be accountable for their part in the dance of teaching and learning? Easier said than done, and not just because we're coming out of a few very difficult years in which grace was the theme of the hour, and all of us, not just kids, are rethinking our relationship to work, our commitment to a balanced life, and questioning whether the good old mindset of hard work at all costs sometimes does more harm than good. And to further complicate things, there is no monolithic formula for what should count as important for students to stay on top of in a classroom setting. Some teachers have good reasons for being sticklers on deadlines. Others foreground putting best effort into regular habits such as listening and participating in class. Others believe that cleaning up after yourself is key in becoming a responsible citizen. And for some, please to do a little homework practice every night rather than procrastinating until the last minute are the main aspects of accountability on the menu. Other teachers would just love students to take responsibility when they make a mistake, like fail to follow dress code, or just stop talking when others are trying to talk. In other words, whether you use stickers or stars or popcorn parties or grades on a report card or consequences or guilt trips, it's complicated. That's why I'm so glad we're joined with Kim Sewell, who knows a thing or two about helping build student accountability and independence with her younger learners. If she can do it with four-year-olds, I think there is good hope that we can do the same in our elementary, middle, and high school classrooms. We are also, importantly, joined by two youth because we know better than to try to speak for them and their experiences in schools. I'll let my guests introduce themselves, and we hope you enjoy this episode.
1: I'm Mr. Lowe. We talked about how we're going to be calling people. And at this school, that's my name for all the students. Uh, and I have been teaching for nine years. I came in when one of our guests was just in fourth grade. And this year she is graduating, which is, yes, yeah, a very interesting feeling. So this is my first, first people I taught are now leaving. And I have taught math fourth grade and first grade everything. And now I'm teaching fifth grade math and a little bit of coding.
2: So I'm Ann Avery Bolling. I am a senior and I've been here since pre-K three. Wow! Yes. So you are a product I'm of this like Alpha place.
0: Alpha Omega. All the way. Not
1: call her a product.
0: A, product. <laughs> St. <Andrew's> a commodity. <laughs> no, <laughs> you are not. You are much more than this. <laughs> I am Dr. Rust, and I uh, work in teaching and learning whole school these days, and that means like infants. I'll talk about a product in fifth, 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 all the way to 12th grade. It's a pretty, pretty big span of, of students that we work with. So, we're gonna have a new definition of
3: Alpha Omega.
0: I know. I actually wondered about that. We must, I, I assume we'll continue the pre K three thing. But then, is there gonna
2: be another name for a thing that's like, so we're out of Greek I, I, I letters? Heard, I heard it was first grade now. Oh, like it's, it's everyone before. Oh, I in first grade oh. hmm. that's what i've heard so we don't know so i guess okay <laughs> yeah that's great that feels oh, great no. <laughs> that's what i've heard that it might be i don't know i don't know um i am kim sewell <laughs> everybody
3: here knows me as miss kim because tanner had me as a teacher
0: what i didn't know that's yes. when you in <laughs> kindergarten
3: wow and um and Avery is my daughter's best friend, so
4: um, I've been teaching for six years. Now I teach pre-K four. Hi, I'm Tanner. Uh, I'm in fifth grade, and I've been here since pre-K three.
0: Also one of those alpha oh, get
4: okay. friends. Do so we jump
0: in?
1: I think we should just jump in. So what the students might not know is this is like season four or five of a podcast that... Uh, Dr. Rust and I sort of started with a few other folks and then uh, it's been moving along for the last couple of years and every summer at the start of the school year we think okay well what should this year's season be about and I thought well. At our big back school meeting, Mr. Lewis, the head of school, said that our theme this year is going to be accountability. Our theme last year was community. And I don't know if that gets broadcast to the students in general, but he always lets the teachers know an organizing theme for the year. So you can kind of get your head in order and think about, all right, so not only am I doing all the other parts of my job, but I'm trying to think about this in particular. So last year was community. It made a lot of sense coming out of COVID. Everyone kind of needed that. And this year he said, we're going to do accountability. I thought, all right, perfect. I will align the podcast with the institutional goals. And I sent an email out and immediately a bunch of people were like, that word is not a great word. (laughs) And here's why. And we already recorded a great conversation about all of the reasons why accountability can make people's tummy feel (laughs) funny. (laughs) And I'm just wondering, does the word accountability mean the same thing to students as it does to my peers? So when you first hear the word accountability, is it like positive, negative, or neutral? And I guess we'll start with Tanner. We'll go youngest to oldest so we can just keep a routine this episode.
4: What I think is I had to look it up on Google because I had no clue what that meant. Uh-huh. Fair, fair. All I, all I came up with was like account and then the ability I just...
1: You added it on? Just, yeah. So when you hear that word, then after your research, what do you think? Are you still just like mm, I don't know?
4: I'm still think I'm thinking like responsible. Yeah. Like yeah. Some around that area.
1: Okay, so when you think of the word responsible, then what's your what's your reaction? You're like mm, take it or leave it. Is it positive or is it like every time people start talking about responsibility, I end up punished. <laughs>
4: Uh, (laughs) Metaphorically. I'm going to say between middle and last.
1: Between middle and last. Okay. Okay. Interesting. All right. And Avery, how about you?
4: Well,
2: I think he said it. Um, I think responsibility is... the main word for account or being accountable um so yeah just being responsible you know one thing i found online
0: for our first episode look i did the the exact same thing i have a phd in education and i googled accountability same same story friend and one of the and, and even worse maybe or maybe even better I looked at Google images related to the word because I'm always interested in like what shows up almost in like memes or like pictures. So one thing that came up was responsibility, but it did the little trick where it had a dash. So it was like response dash ability, which for me shifted what the word itself meant from, oh, my gosh, I'm going to get in trouble if I don't do my responsibilities to Oh, it's being responsive in a community to other people around me. So I'm being Mm -hmm. responsive in a community. That's response ability. And for me, that was a really crucial shift to feel less negative about it. So it's funny that you Googled it and found responsibility. Same here, except I had that like little dash. Pretty cool. Yep, pretty cool, pretty cool. Well, one thing that comes up to me in relation to accountability is something that we said. You all were here since pre-K three. I feel like we should say it together for our <laughs> podcast guests. And I feel like I need your help in saying it. And this it is-
1: starts with-
0: The Honor code. code. And you know, first of all, correct me if I'm wrong. We're learning in space. Do we say, really? Wait, uh-huh. do we still say it every day in middle school? Yes. At the beginning of the day? For During e During E- Okay, what about upper school? We don't say it anymore. <sighs> interesting okay so let's let's say it because i think i think msoul has some interesting thoughts about the wording of it that i just want to capture on this podcast and hear from you all about how you feel about when you say it so let's say it together are you ready on your mark
4: get set go on my honor as a saint andrew student i pledge not neither lie nor cheat nor steal
3: Make it a great day. <laughs> Make it a great <laughs>
4: day. Middle okay. yes. Did we leave that part off, or did we leave that part off in middle? Yes.
1: Uh, that's mm-hmm. the first time I've heard it. I've and heard that extra. And
4: the teachers, as a Saint Andrew student. Um, my teacher always says, as a St. Andrews teacher for her. Oh, that's pretty cool. And the rest of the class is student.
1: I say, uh, yeah, I say as a St. Andrews person. <laughs>
0: as a St. Andrews person, not product, not
1: a product. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay,
0: so so we say this every day. We say it whether we're three years old or in fifth grade, and then you never say it in ninth and up, which is sad, maybe, or maybe not sad. I don't know if you miss it. What What <laughs> is that? Wedge mean to you? Does it mean anything? Is it just something we say at the start? Does
4: it have anything to do with accountability? What, what do you think? I think, like, you always want to follow it. But, like, you're not, like, too extreme on it. Like, uh-huh. they're not too extreme on it. Like, on the lowers, in the lower school, they always told us they're going to be really, really extreme up here about the honor code. But I don't know if that's really true now. Like, huh? they're not really... Like, I haven't told a lie yet, but I'm. You're thinking about it. You're, You're planning human. on it next week. No, what? I'm just
0: kidding. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, tell us more. Tell us. Can you have an example or a story? We don't want to throw any of our friends under the bus, of course, because um, this is a very popular podcast. Millions.
1: Just kidding. Monica.
0: Oh, I'm lying right now. There may be three to five people to download this and listen to this. Um, oh, three to five. Yeah. And, and, and they're the best. Well, two
1: people. for sure. Now we got Tanner on That's here. Hopefully, his folks are listening. You got listening. some parents, yeah.
0: So, I mean, I. I get what you're saying and I want to, and this is by the way, very common at every level. I know that when I was in high school, people would say, just wait till you get to college and then your professors are gonna really dot, dot, dot. Guess what? In college, they were even nicer and even more accommodating than my high school team. So like, it's a weird thing that we do to people, but this this is a discourse that teachers often use about the next level. But I want to hear more about what you mean when you say, well, in the middle school, they're not too extreme about it. Or, like, uh, do you have a story or a way that that's... You can like, show us?
4: Um, at the lower school, like, if you said, yes, I wrote this down in my planner, but you really didn't, mm-hmm. But and then they check your planner and you mm-hmm. didn't, like, they're... They're not, not like extreme about it but we I haven't tested that at the school yet. You so haven't tested that. No, so I I don't know if it's really What do you think would be an extreme response? I think like um sent outside. Oh. Um I think that'd be a pr- pretty extreme for like I don't know, not writing what my homework down my planner. Hi. Right.
1: Even though on the honor code that would be a lie. Exactly. Mm. Interesting.
0: Interesting.
2: What do you think anyway? so um being you know at the very end of school now i think the honor code has been a great a great thing to have at the school um and i've always thought we have such a good community here um but i do i do think we should keep saying it you know in hmm. in the high school but on our test so we d- we don't say it but on our tests we always sign our name so, so you do I think, see it so yeah. I feel like I feel like if people people might not say it every day you know if it's a thing or you know people might comment if they hear it over the you know the loudspeaker because we're I mean high schoolers so we're gonna comment on things so um so I feel like it's it's a good thing to have on tests and quizzes yeah. to be able to know that this is you know a community um, where you have to be responsible and hold yourself accountable.
0: So It's interesting that you phrased those things in the positive. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you just said, rather than saying we don't lie nor cheat, you said we're being accountable. Mm-hmm. Um, and I forgot the other word you just said. Responsible. And responsible yes. again. Um, I wonder if Ms. Wool wants to talk a little bit about the the honor code as it stands right now and how it feels with your littles when they those sweet little
3: four-year-olds say every morning we do you remember that (laughs) we we say it and i've had several instances because children are so concrete in their thinking that when they say we had one child that started crying after it because to him stealing meant stealing third base (laughs) And he was very sad that he couldn't steal bases anymore. Oh no, that's the best part of baseball. I know, it's
2: true.
3: And so that's a boring sport. (laughs) Except it was it was very traumatic. I mean, he was so so sad. He took it so to heart because he really believed those words. And so it makes us reminds us how powerful words are, and that maybe we could rethink the honor code into what we wanna do, which is in the positive. I will not steal, cheat, steal, or lie is wonderful, but I think we're all human and we'll all say that whether we mean to or not, a lot of times our best intentions fall a little short. So if we said something like, I will do my best to be honest. um, What's the opposite of
0: stealing? not giving. honest giving. honest giving
1: well really? yeah well, yeah. Truthful. be careful because you don't want to get on the hook for having to give people pencils every day or whatever That's you know, it's a nice thing to do you're
4: right about that like for this year I always lose my pencil so I was like I went to Amazon and I looked 150 pack <laughs> of pencils and I was like we're gonna need this we're gonna need this to my mom because I always lose the pencils like and you try your hardest time. not to right exactly like I, like, the leg comes, like, almost undone, or they, like, snap at the bottom yes. of my backpack.
1: So, so my question is, yes. in that moment when you were looking to get those pencils, were you thinking to yourself, wow, I'm being really accountable by right now? You were thinking that or not? No, well,
4: I was thinking, like, I was thinking I could be responsible, like, get these and be ready for the year, or, um, or I could just start the year with, like, three pencils and lose them the next three days. So yeah. It's interesting because I think what's tangly about this
0: question of what does it mean to be an accountable student, a student that is held accountable or am I?
1: Because whose job is that? Yes.
0: Or some people on their honor code. I've looked up some honor codes recently. Some schools have the exact same wording as ours. We are not the only school with I will neither lie nor cheat nor steal. But then they have, an addition, nor tolerate those that do. Oh, and wow. that little clause, which sounds scary a little bit maybe, yeah. um, is about how we as a community are not just holding ourselves accountable, but if we see someone steal or lie or we know someone. Wait, if we see someone lie. I guess you don't really see someone lie, but you might hear Very them nice. lie. Oh, the, you then will tell someone, which can be both beautiful, beloved, community-sounding, or a little bit scary police state yeah. sounding. Uh-huh. So that, I was just curious your thoughts on, on that. Like, would you want
4: that extra clause added? No. No? Like, it's, I feel like that's just, like, if I see someone, like, lie to someone, like, and they lie to their face, like do I really just want to get involved and have a fight with them about like back and forth about, mm-hmm. I did not like, Yes, you did. Blah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, do I really want to have this conversation right now? Cause you're probably going between blocks. Yeah. Like so, you, you have like five minutes. So,
2: in my opinion, so I'm in an ethics class this year, so, you know, oh, we, we're, we talk about all the, these ethical issues, and um, it's funny, because we had a class, I think, last week, and we were talking about, you know, if there was, you know, one, one cookie left at home, and, and you had younger siblings, and they always talk about the cookie, and you got home and took it, and, you know... That's just it's not being, you know, or sorry, we were asked if we would take the cookie uh-huh. or, you know, or in another case if someone, you know, dropped a pencil or money uh-huh. or on, uh-huh. you know, on the floor, would you pick it up and give it back or would you
4: pick it up and keep, keep it? it? Uh-huh. Yeah, so I think those are just that really depends to me. Like if they're like in a rush and they accidentally drop it and they're already gone and you're in like a crowd. Yeah. Like they're gone. You're not going to see them again. Yeah, like, yeah. I guess it's better for you to have it, it and like you could donate or something. Uh-huh. It's better than having to run after somebody ah. in a crowd. Like, it's a very
1: it's, utilitarian argument. Exactly. Uh-huh, but if they're, they're just,
4: just if they're just walking down the street and something falls out of their pocket, mm-hmm. like money. If they're just walking, there's no crowd or anything. Yeah, we should pick it up and give it back. Okay, really depends. Right.
3: Context. Let me ask you this. Because it made me think of when y'all, you're on the end, when you were younger, when you've been taught, when y'all were talked about bullying, because I know Mm. we talk about bullying a lot, and they say, you know, if you see somebody bullying, get bullied,
4: then help them.
3: So you help them in that case. But we were just talking about, if you heard somebody lie, mm. Did we want to get
2: involved? Oh, I would. Immediately. He would get involved. Immediately. I
4: would too, but that that, that was so... Uh, I'm
1: going to throw an extra ring oh,
4: on no. it. Oh, no! Because
1: this happens all the time, and I get it as someone who was a student, right? Never get another student in trouble with the teacher. Mm-hmm. No one ever sees what happened, right?
3: Yep. yep. Yep.
1: And my question is, like, that makes a lot of sense to me, but again, it also flies in the face of... Uh, what we try to say to do. But you don't want to be known as the person who gets other students in trouble. So how do you square that with the honor code that we say every day? If you know someone broke the pencil, or you teacher turns around, he just sees, he or she sees something on the floor, right? Somebody knocked something over. You know, who did this or what happened? Silence right because you don't want to be the person who gets your friend into trouble or even into a consequence. So, how do you square that with I'm not going to lie or cheat or steal?
4: If they break like their pencil, like if they break a pencil like it's just a pencil. There's like they, they pro- the teacher probably is like, I don't know. They've got they've got pencils. Um but if it's like oh they accidentally broke like um, I don't know, uh, the coffee machine, like, they, they were right by the coffee machine, um, and they broke that, I'm thinking this, this will in um, King's room. Yes, Miss King's room, she's got a coffee machine, like, maybe you were, like, in your chair like this, like, like, leaning backwards, and you accidentally, like, broke it,
1: Or you're in the classroom between classes when you know you're not supposed to be in there, but you just need to slip in to grab your stuff.
4: Mm. But like, it really depends. Like if you just break a pencil, then that's, don't just tell them somebody for that. But like, if it's someone who broke like something expensive, then yeah, that's, yeah. You should probably tell the teacher. Well, I think first of all, if you if you do
2: you know break something in a class, um, I think you should you know own up to it and go you know tell them it's 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 a scary thing as a you know child I've definitely probably yeah probably broken something I've done it in my house I'm like mom I just broke that you know Mm -hmm. and 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 I did it last night (laughs) I broke a bowl. my husband's (laughs) like Julie not again (laughs) the kids all said it was mom again it's always
0: mom anyway
2: But, but if I was a bystander and I saw you know another you know kid or someone you know, even in high school, you know, break something of somebody else's. I you know, I'd go to the person who owns that thing. I'd be like, hey, I'm not sure you know if this person's told you, but they just you know broke that. Don't get mad at them. Just go talk to them. You know, ask them. You know, maybe they you know aren't good with confrontation. So you know, but I mean, I don't like to get myself in situations like that. It's it's you know not. Not a good thing, but it's it's the best thing to do. I love how that in that
0: example, you didn't exactly answer Mr. Lowe's question (sighs) and you switched it to, I'm not going to tell the teacher, I'm going to go to the student that was harmed. Mm -hmm. And I think what's so hard about this scenario, Mr. Lowe, and I've seen a lot of teachers do this and it never ends up well. Never works. We are not leaving this room (laughs) until... Someone tells me who threw the spitball at my back. And there are many reasons why that doesn't work, but the main reason is the power differential. You had just set it up very clearly into an us versus them situation. You have power over the kids' grades, you have power over the punishments, you have power over all sorts of things. The kids immediately then are pushed into the affinity group of, we are together. We are powerless in this situation. Mm -hmm. So the minute we rat on someone else, it feels as though I am stepping away from my identity as a peer and into something really sleazy. It actually feels (laughs) ethically and morally worse to be the person that throws your friend under the bus. And this is something that's happening. I've just read this article about college honor councils as well. Mm -hmm. Students are increasingly less willing to report a student that they know that played Um, Student faculty, by the way, are also less willing to report these things to honors councils, largely not because of that issue, but because of the work associated with engaging with honor councils. So it's tricky, I think, is all I'm saying, right? Like it feels black and white, like you should just tell the truth. If the teacher says you did it, you should just say it. But the way that that positions you as a student in an an identity group and a peer group is really, it's not a great feeling. Um, And and that's going to shift how everyone sees you. It's going to shift your ability to engage and have friendships in that class forever um, So so uh, kids are not crazy that
3: don't <laughs> when they don't speak up so where is the responsibility and accountability held um i mean it sounds like it's really not fair to put it all on one or the other
2: i just i don't growing up i've always just been the person to rather go to my friends rather than you know go to a teacher because if you know if i was told on you know to a teacher, I would rather want my f- friends to be able to come up and tell me or ask me about it, rather than you know, going to tell on me. Because I feel like if if they're real friends, they would come up to me. Because that's what I would do. I'd rather go up to them and.
3: What if they weren't your friend? Would you still go up to
2: them? I would still go up you to would... them. Feel like, you know, I've I've heard about this. You know, I want to I want to talk about it rather than tell on you, you know.
3: So it sounds like you put yourself really in. Another person's shoes, no matter what it is, mm-hmm. and that's how you'd want to be treated.
2: Yeah, because I feel like to be my friend and Avery.
4: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's
2: just it's just it's it's a different age perspective, I guess. Yeah, no, that's true too. It's mm-hmm. just you're the same age, and we all go through it, you know. And then you know, having a teacher there is always scary. dynamic, know? And man, man. Exactly, yeah. and I feel like it's just. You're gonna you're gonna learn more and hear more from your friends. That's right. When you because you're gonna hear the real full story from. That's so wholesome.
1: That's so
2: wholesome. Okay,
0: I have to switch because I we we saw uh I saw a time sort of situation really quickly. We've talked a lot about like people doing bad things like breaking things i'm also really interested in something that i've noticed a trend toward and that is things like accountability like turning things in on time doing quality yes. work so i had a question about due dates here um so i'm just curious about how you feel about when a teacher sets a due date let's say we have a paper starting to get into papers tanner welcome to middle school um, A paper or a projects coming up and they have a due date set And then let's say it's the night before and you're starting to feel really, really stressed or maybe it's the class before and you're starting to feel very, very stressed. Is it appropriate, helpful, beneficial to say, hey, Mr. Lowe, is there any way you could switch the due date? And if he responded to that, is he being a good teacher and and being responsive or is he being sort of like, you know, letting your own sense of responsibility slip? really
4: on that? I think that you should never like you should plan ahead. Yeah. But like if you if like all right on tests, I think never put a test on Monday because then mm. over the weekend if you forget, you can't practice because okay. you've completely forgot about it. Okay. So if you if you have a test mm-hmm. on Monday mm-hmm. and you forgot about it, you can't study like the class before. Okay, so the teacher should set up due dates in a thoughtful way. Exactly, but once
0: they have it, should they keep it? If it's th- if it's a thoughtful, I think
4: if the kid comes in class and says, like, I can do this over. I didn't if it, if it's a like a short paper, like like a paragraph, like one paragraph or something, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. then that's okay. Like you shouldn't past that you should make a whole nother day for that. But if it's like a I don't know five paragraphs with I don't know like five paragraphs and it's a
1: big project. A big
4: project, grade, a big project it's a big old <laughs> thing And let's say you only have like one paragraph left out mm-hmm. of like whatever. Um I think the teacher should, like, put it back a day or at least let you work on it in class. Okay. Well, going through this for a long time,
2: um, holding myself accountable, I've definitely, you know, gone to teachers
1: and
2: been, like, can you please push this back for me? You know, I've had a basketball game or a football game. Can you just please, you know, I'm tired. I've a lot of, you know, other homework. So I've definitely been there. Um, but at the same time, I, I feel like if you've been given a due date beforehand, mm-hmm. you should, you should be responsible and know when that due date is and work, you know, every day to that due date. And so I feel like that's, you know, where the responsibility comes in. But um I mean if you know if a student is sick or mm-hmm. you know out for an emergency, I I do we, we still talked about this as seniors. I think we, we should be able to have you know a couple of days off to be able to work on that. But other than that, I think it's about responsibility for sure.
3: And Avery, have you ever had a time where a teacher did push something back you were prepared? and you or somebody else looked like,
2: oh man, I was prepared. Oh yeah, 100%. Okay.
1: Did that feel like a wasted effort to you or were you just like, no, oh well.
2: I used that time to keep looking <laughs> over my
1: work. You
0: weren't <laughs> mad, you I'm were just better.
4: like, oh, "Alright." No, Great. if something's pushed back, I'm not gonna speak. <laughs> That's happened to me before. <laughs> like in fourth grade it happened, they pushed back a day cause like no one did it. And then I did do it because it was like a long thing. And so I actually did do it and they pushed it back like a day, And I was like, I actually did it. <laughs> it is,
1: For the viewers at home, Tanner's face is, uh, it's its showing how cruel this <laughs> exactly. was.
0: And his hand gestures. In yes. fact, I wish we had this as a video because Tanner is very emotive.
1: <laughs> yes. In
0: both. So just picture lots of gestures. gestures. This is
1: one that I think about a lot as a teacher um, because I've heard both sides yeah. of the discussion. And people talking about how taking off points for late assignments yes. is not it, it's it's um it doesn't mo- help help a move towards equity uh my thing is just and i struggle with my own classroom because i don't take late homework ever at all at all But for every other point in my classroom, I let you have reassessments as often as you want. So for me, it's just I want you in class with the homework in your hand. So we build up that that habituation of like I can keep track of a piece of paper. But if you do terribly on a quiz, you can retake that quiz as many times as you want. Not the same quiz, obviously, but different Variations on that theme. Thank you. And so that's kind of the way I like to do this kind of thing is is my due dates aren't going to be flexible, but you can take as many runs at something as you want. Because if I'm trying to communicate to you or your parents the most complete picture of your learning, it makes sense to have the most up-to-date version of what you knew how to do.
2: I like that a lot.
1: But... I can also understand teachers not doing it because, A, it's you're signing up for a lot of work, and B, some students, I can see this happening, especially in high school, might try to take the same assessment eight times, mm-hmm. and that's going to just be ruinous for you and probably for the students. So it's something that certainly works well in middle school, but in high school, I'd be interested to see what high school mm-hmm. teachers do.
0: You might have to have a cap. Yeah. Final question, unless Ms. Sewell or Mr. Lowe has another one. I I really hope that teachers are listening to this podcast because that's our audience. So yeah, I, I would love for both of you to share. With the teachers that are listening, something that maybe in the past a teacher has done that has really helped you in your own ability to hold yourself accountable, or maybe something that actually really they think helps, but actually does more harm than good. Because that happens too a lot of times. Um, so just, you know, if you have multiple things, that's great too. But talk directly to the teachers here and, and give us give us some help um, from the student perspective on how to do this well.
2: You can go first. <laughs> I need time. You gotta talk. think. Okay. Okay. Well, I mean, I think mine is is just pretty simple. I I'm all about communication mm. with everything, and if you are not, you know, talking to your teachers, you're not you're not gonna get anywhere. And with them, it's the same way. If you're not getting anywhere with your teachers, they're not going to understand how you work in the classroom. And so I feel like as a student, you should, you know, have the responsibility to, you know, take the time and go talk to your teachers. Um, And same for them. You know, if they see a student struggling, um, you know, and, and they're not going to come talk to you or they haven't talked to you in a while mm-hmm. I feel like the teacher should initiate know, a conversation initiate for sure because I've been told this or my parents have been told this every single meeting you know my teachers in middle school in early high school, that I was just never talking to them, you know, when I needed help because I'd go home and I'd be so upset about a grade, and, yeah. and they're like just talk to your teacher. And I'm like, I can't do that. I can't do that. Yeah, but, it's scary. So they would tell the teachers, and the teachers would come to me, mm. and so now I'm just so much better with that, and mm. and I love how the schools also they push us to you know be good talkers as well, and so I've I've definitely come out of my shell because of communication.
0: You know what that one-on-one conversational interaction does? It's, it just dist- it, 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 it becomes an equalizer in that power mm-hmm. dynamic. So when you were talking to Mr. Lowe one-on-one, that feels really different than when Mr. Lowe is talking to a class of 30 kids, right? Or 20 mm-hmm. kids. And exactly. So that's, man, that's, that's powerful. Thank you. And they you.
2: get to see, you know, you as your own person because I've had ADHD since fourth grade. Mm. So I've always been a different learner. And so I've always oh. had to,
4: you know, have that.
2: I can I'm talk about
4: stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. I've got ADD, um, which is like focusing problem, and I've got dyslexia. So wow. I, I can relate.
0: You can relate. Yes. Well, have you thought of a tip for
4: some teachers that okay. are wanting to do a better job at this? So, like, if they call on you and you can't, like, get the answer mm-hmm. in your head and you don't know it. Yeah. And you shouldn't just wait wait when the when the teachers just waits it can really be embarrassing for them because the entire class is just like sitting there and even that them they're just sitting there too like i don't know this um now some teachers do a really good job with it and calling someone else to help them good. instead of just waiting 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 good. yeah and like like when about the talking to teachers things. At the end of, like, every single grade for me, like, I was always failing at math. Like, at the end, at the end of third grade, I was getting 60s below. Like, because I could not understand the material. And I could not wrap my head around it. I got a tutor, and that really helped me because I could actually nice. talk to them. And so talking to teachers can be really important yeah. with not, like
0: great. Oh, I love
4: that. That's such a practical
0: tip about the, the whole class instruction. The very traditional, I'm a teacher, I'm going to ask the whole class a question to really think through, okay, holding students accountable doesn't mean making them feel ashamed or awkward in a space. It
3: means maybe bringing the community together to help. Mm-hmm. How, how? Hey, who can help Tanner with that? Yeah. And I think sometimes teachers forget that they're not talking to the whole They get so wrapped up in talking and making sure that they teach everything to everybody. You forget that they're individual people in Mm -hmm. that group. So thank you all.
0: I hope after listening to our guests discuss student accountability, you have a more nuanced understanding of what it takes to help students care about the things that you care about in your classroom In our school, perhaps one of the most visible manifestations of our commitment to student accountability is in a structure we call the Honor Council. And next week, we interview Marty Kelly, as well as a student on the Honor Council to learn more about what makes that machine tick and how they envision the future of the Honor Council to unfold. I hope you don't miss out on the wonderful conversation.